0: Hello, and welcome to Sermon in the Berg, the official podcast of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. We're glad you're here with us as we celebrate the seventh Sunday of Easter from our homes together. While this is not intended to replace the holy sacrifice of the mass, we hope it brings you closer in spiritual communion to our parish grouping and our community across the country. Now, before we fully begin the podcast episode, we want to let you know of a few upcoming offerings and news that we are providing. First off, we have begun a four-part prayer service called Scripture and a Song. These are simple prayer services with very familiar music that we hope you can sing along with from your homes. We are releasing scripture and a song each Wednesday for the next two weeks, both as podcast episodes and as videos with lyrics on our YouTube channels. The first two episodes have been released the past two Wednesdays. Next, we want you to know that things are progressing towards potentially slowly reopening our parish and church doors for weekend liturgies. We ask that you stay close to your email for upcoming flock note updates from our parish. We're also updating our parish website very often with news and updates, so please continue to check that as well. Our parish website is popsmm.org. Again, that's popsmm.org. Today's prayers and reflections are offered by Deacon Rich Longo. Our musicians are myself, Amanda Bruce, and Tom Conroy, our associate organist and choir director for the parish grouping. Should you want to reflect on the weekend's readings yourself, please know that you can find them anytime at usccb.org. Again, that's usccb.org.
1: judgment as we kindle the sparks of thought your spirit sends. Sanctify our search for knowledge and the truth that sets us free. We learn and grow May the word of Christ Among us Shape our life Our search to know Join to Christ In the living dying May we help The church convey Witness to the saving gospel Bearing fruit of Today. Holy God, the hope of nations, tune us toward your righteous will. As the symphony of ages claims our best, our finest skill. Christ, conduct us, set our rhythm, that God's praise be ever heard.
2: He is risen indeed. He is risen. Alleluia. Welcome, everyone. Well, it's hard to believe that we are entering the seventh week of Easter, as they say, where does the time go? But I will leave out the part when you are having fun for obvious reasons. It seems like all we hear about these days are doom and gloom. The pandemic will go on for weeks, extreme measures when science and reason might suggest otherwise. And I'm sure you can cite a whole host of others. But let's for a moment concentrate on all the good that has come from this tragic situation. Families are learning how to be family again, outpouring of good deeds in the most creative ways society has experienced in a long time. See, good always trumps evil because our risen Lord and Savior would not have it any other way. He will never give us a cross without the grace to carry it. I don't know about you, but I don't know what I would do if it were not for my faith. Let's pray that those in despair over this tragedy who do not know or who have fallen away from the Lord will return realizing the hope and grace that only Jesus Christ can provide. So for a moment, uh, let's take a walk on the lighter side, so to speak. Jesus and the devil are having a conversation. The devil says to Jesus, Hey, Jesus, see what I did? Look, I closed all the churches. Jesus replies, Really? Look what I did. I brought my father to my beloved's homes. So there. You know, it's easy to doubt. It's easy to feel out of control. But listen to this prayer, which we have prayed together before, as it lends itself to the better perspective. I asked for strength and God gave me difficulties to make me strong. I asked for wisdom and God gave me problems to solve. I asked for prosperity and God gave me brawn and brains to work. I asked for courage and God gave me dangers to overcome. I asked for patience and God placed me in situations or I was forced to wait. I asked for love, and God gave me troubled people to help. I asked for favors, and God gave me opportunities. I received nothing I wanted, and yet I received everything I needed. See, my prayers have all been answered.
3: A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. After Jesus had been taken up to heaven, the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they entered the city, they went to the upper room where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot. And Judas, son of James. All these devoted themselves with one accord to prayer, together with some women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
4: I should I be afraid. The Lord
1: is my light and my help. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Before whom should I
4: shrink? The Lord is my light and my salvation. should I be of and my salvation. Of whom should I be afraid? Of whom should I be afraid? I believe I shall see the goodness of the Lord.
3: reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, rejoice to the extent that you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that when his glory is revealed, you may also rejoice exultantly. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let no one among you be made to suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as an intriguer. But whoever is made to suffer as a Christian should not be ashamed, but glorify God because of the name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: The Lord be with you, and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Give glory to your Son, so that your Son may glorify you, just as you gave him authority over all people, so that your Son may give eternal life to all you gave him. Now this is eternal life, that they should know you, the only true God and the one whom you sent, Jesus Christ. I glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work that you gave me to do. Now glorify me, Father, with you, with the glory that I had with you before the world began. I reveal, revealed your name to those whom you who gave me out of the world. They belong to you, and you gave me them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you gave me is from you, because the words you gave to me I have given to them, and they accepted them and truly understand that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for the ones you have given me, because they are yours and everything of mine is yours, and everything of yours is mine, and I have been glorified in them, and I will i will no longer be in the world, but they are in the world while I am coming to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work which you gave me to do. Had Jesus really accomplished his work? Was he only just beginning it? After nearly 2,000 years, Christians are still practically beginners in the recognition and realization of his message of the kingdom of God, his message of love, forgiveness, salvation, not to mention the many persons reject this message as mere foolishness and myth. Wouldn't it have been smarter for Jesus to have remained on earth after his resurrection? Then wouldn't have the problems in the church that have arose over these centuries from human weaknesses and failings might not have occurred? The church wouldn't have to be led by bishops and popes who also make mistakes. There wouldn't be as many people who follow erroneous paths if Jesus had remained, continued to work wonders, thus clearly demonstrating his divinity. There wouldn't be problems with disbelief and relativism. Jesus could have accomplished everything so much better if he had only remained with us. So we could think to ourselves, so did Jesus' disciples perhaps think, Lord, with you at this time, restore the kingdom of heaven? Restore the kingdom of Israel? But would it really have been so? What would the church and the world really look like if our Lord had remained visibly with us? The place where one could meet him would probably be a pilgrimage site like none other, maybe like Jerusalem or Rome or Mecca, and maybe or maybe all of them packed into one. Every Christian would dream of meeting him, of being privileged to speak with him, to make a confession to him, to ask him what God is really like, ask him about his vocation. But there would not be enough time for this even if each person only had a single second to be with him. It wouldn't be possible for every person to get a chance merely once in his entire life to encounter him. Perhaps only privileged persons who could afford the journey would be able to meet him, or it would be organized so the poorest persons or the greatest criminals, or something of the kind that could meet with him. But at any rate, not everyone would be able to. Our Lord disperses all such visions, visions, such ways of imagining God's presence among us. His glory is not here or there. It is a glory that surpasses time and place a glory he had with Father God before the world was even made. When we are united with the person by love and must depart from them, this means a separation. Our thoughts remain with the person, but we ourselves become distant from them. With Jesus, it is different. He entered the glory of the Father, a love that is pure reality. For God is love, as John never tires of saying. His departure into glory, in fact, means that he is really continuously with us. Our Lord ventures still another step that we would never have thought up ourselves. In his prayer, he asks the Father and declares, that he is glorified in us. In seeking the presence, the glory of God, we must only not look to a place such as Jerusalem or Rome. We must also not look merely to the beyond, i.e. heaven. The eternal life that Christ gives us is not somewhere over here or over there. It is here, present, At the moment, it is now. Certainly, it is very important and a comfort to believe that there is a life after death, a life that has no end. Praise be to God, given our current society and situation. Without that hope, there isn't much for anything else. But just any kind of life that were to go on without end would probably become at some point boring, tiring, even even unbearable. The essential point is this. Jesus Christ gives us a life that is totally worth living without ifs or buts. Let us value this type of life Let us live it, and like Jesus' disciples after his ascension, let us pray to the Holy Spirit that he makes this life blossom in us, that our joy in life as Christians become even more visible, so that we too become radiant witnesses of Christ's resurrection. I
4: want, but to know the Lord, and to bear his cross, so to wear the crown he won.
0: Our response is, hear us, O Lord. Christ Jesus is the image of the unseen God. May our love for one another make him visible in our world, we pray. For the RCIA candidates, that they may grow in their desire for waters of new birth and allow God more fully into their hearts, we pray. For all of us in isolation, that we may find companionship with God through the scriptures, recall with gratitude all who are significant in our lives, and encourage others who are alone, we pray. For the repose of the souls of those who have died in service to our nation, and for all those who continue to risk their lives in military service, we pray. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Dorothea Sheminitz and Hilda Wiedenhoff. May they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. We remember today the following people from our parish grouping. Anita Caputo, William Masusi, Nicholas Salambine, Irene Niziol, and Mildred Solarchik and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. And now, the prayer of spiritual communion.
2: My Jesus, I believe you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite my life wholly to you. Amen.
4: faith, and bear us up within your peaceful world.
0: The recordings of Holy bear Wisdom, Wisdom Lamp of Learning, seen. The Lord is My Light and My Salvation, Only This I Want, and I Has Not Seen, were performed by Amanda Bruce and Tom Conroy, and were used with permission from One License. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community, all rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe. Stay at home if at all possible. And please know that we are always praying for you.
1: (laughs)
4: Like <laughs>